This one's simple. Should David Griffin be fired? New reports coming out that he might be on the hot seat. Let's talk about it in the Friday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Friday, two games this weekend, tonight against the Brooklyn Nets, and then tomorrow at home also against the Memphis Grizzlies. We're not going to talk about either of those two games, though I think we might get Brandon Ingram back for one of them because the biggest story right now is David Griffin and this Pelicans team that going into tonight's contest is one and 11 and now new reports coming out from Bleacher Report that maybe his seat's getting a little bit hot so we're going to talk about that in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans but before we get to that thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day we are free and available here five days a week for you all talking about everything you want to talk about this team whether it's on-court performance off-court stuff we're doing it. Maybe another podcast that's five days a week or even reacting to any of the biggest news or outlets putting up content like this. We're your one-stop shop for all your Pelicans needs, so subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as well. And this episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by McDonald's. Proudly serving communities since 1965, McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's an unofficial community center. A big thank you to our friends at McDonald's for always being there. I'm loving it. Okay, so let's dive into the real big news here. The uh, Bleacher Report and Jake Fisher, who's a very reliable reporter, by the way, comes out with an article that basically says David Griffin's on the hot seat. And he relays a story that I had heard. And basically, I think this was kind of like an open secret. After the Sacramento Kings game in New Orleans, what, two weeks ago, a week ago, something like that now, David Griffin and Alvin Gentry got into it in the Smoothie King Center and kind of like the tunnels around the locker room and all of that after the game. Griff tried to go say hi to Alvin Gentry and Gentry basically rebuffed him and told that dude to piss off. Because if you'll remember, this comes from the article by Christian Clark where Griffin was basically openly slamming Alvin Gentry when he was the head coach. The specific line was, I give him all the answers to the test and he still fails them in reference to Alvin Gentry before he was let go after one season under David Griffin. Apparently Gentry took issue with that. I mean, why wouldn't you? And screamed at him, you know, and at one point said, I guess, you know, you you also gave the answers to the test to Stan Van Gundy, who was also fired after one year. They apparently needed, like, almost got into, like, a physical fight. I kind of heard that part. I know they, I don't know how physical it was, but they got into, like, a yelling match and a shouting match and all of that. And basically had to be physically separated. So, on the surface of it, like, no big deal, right? Like, that's a form, a guy who got fired, a former head coach, kind of upset with the dude who fired him. Like, I don't see any real big deal in that, but it kind of... It speaks to the larger issue of how David Griffin builds relationships and potentially why his seat is hot. Yes, there's the 1 in 11 start. There's the draft picks that don't look like they're panning out, and we'll break down some of the moves coming up here in the next segment. And then in the third segment, we'll talk about what would you actually accomplish by firing David Griffin midseason? Is that actually the move that you want to make? And does it do anything good? It goes both ways. 
But when it comes to David Griffin relationships, like this isn't a dude that's easy to like. Again, I've said this. When you look at reporters and media in Cleveland, they don't really speak glowingly about him. And you don't really hear a lot of people speak glowingly about him from his tenure there. And he left the Cavaliers after winning a title. Part of that is Dan Gilbert being kind of a cheap and weird owner at times. But maybe it also has to do with David Griffin. You know, LeBron doesn't seem to be a real huge fan of his. He doesn't seem to have a great relationship with a number of other players around the league that he's brought to his teams that won a title for him. I think that says a lot, right? Like, there's a reason for those things. Where there's other people that, you know, players and coaches and and people around the league speak glowingly of, and it doesn't really seem like David Griffin is one of them. You know, relationships are a real important part of this business. That was a big part of why everyone kind of hated Dell Demps. He was kind of just like cold and standoffish and a jerk to people, to be perfectly honest. Players' families didn't like him, and that's not a good situation to be in. So David Griffin comes in and starts preaching family and culture, and then it's him giving interviews on the record or off the record to, to other media members that slam these people, right? You know, if he is openly talking about Alvin Gentry and being like, I give this dude all the answers to the test and this guy still fails it because he's a terrible coach. When you're slamming people just out loud like that, and I think we can say safely something of that happened, right? You know, does that is that really a family thing? When he's sitting next to a reporter and is like, yeah, maybe we should trade Lonzo Ball and I wish I could have fired Gentry midseason, but Ty Lue wasn't available. What family culture is that, right? And so there's a reason people don't like him. And again, I don't think Zion Williamson and him, you know, himself and his camp particularly trust or like David Griffin. Those relationships are important. Griff is maybe trying to give them something by kind of following their lead on how they announce the medical stuff around Zion. But at this point, it's a little bit, you know, too little, too late, I think, to a certain degree. So I don't know. He doesn't have a great relationship. And look, that you, we've heard the reporting from... Christian Clark of the Advocate that, you know, current staffers, former staffers that worked under him and maybe even work with him. And I can tell you that's a fact, too. Don't particularly like this guy because it seems like the message and the family stuff and the culture stuff isn't actually there. And look, this is what happens. Like, I've seen him speak to well-known media members, and then those guys publish an article or a piece that has this inside information of sources say, and it's it's clear that it was from David Griffin slamming players or slamming coaches or doing things like that to try and get it out there. It's not how you build the right culture that he wants. So people are just frustrated with this guy. They don't particularly like this guy. And you're, you're really starting to see kind of the tide turn just in terms of relationships against him. And so that's one kind of knock against him. But then you also have the moves and how he's built this roster. And we'll get into that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by McDonald's, proudly serving communities since 1965. McDonald's has always been more than just a place to get tasty, affordable food. It's a place where friends and family can come to connect, a place where classmates can meet up for a study group. You get dependable Wi-Fi, an endless supply of French fries, coffee, and McFlurries. And win or lose, it's a place where teammates, competitors, the home team, or the away team can come to recharge. On road trips, there's no better spot than McDonald's to stop, rest your legs, and refuel for that next stint. After games, I swing by one all the time. Getting chicken nuggets with barbecue sauce, it's absolutely delicious. Helps me podcast best for you guys even after the team is 1-11 and and losing at home to the Oklahoma City Thunder. So head to your local McDonald's, refuel and reconnect and talking about it. Man, maybe we need to do a watch party there. They got the TVs and everything. So McDonald's, I'm loving it. 
Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season. More props, odds, and lines than ever before. So BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. So head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use promo code LOCKED. On you put in five hundred dollars, you're gonna get two fifty. It's like you've already won a bet. Whether it's basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, write your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. You know this Pelicans team. You can put that to good use and try and make a little bit of money for everything. So bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Thank you for making Lockdown Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're breaking down everything around this team, whether it's David Griffin rumors, whether it's on-court play, whether it's should the team be better, as we talked about on Wednesday's show. We are covering it all here on Locked on Pelicans. So thank you for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. Subscribe and leave a five-star review. Tell a friend about the show, too. So we're talking about David Griffin, the report coming out from Bleacher Report and Jake Fisher, again, who's a very credible reporter, in my opinion, talking about how, you know, maybe David Griffin is a little bit on the hot seat and his tenure here has been so rocky. We just spoke about the kind of the relationships and he seems to rub people the wrong way for the most part and hasn't done a good job of that. But also the moves haven't been great either, right? I talked about this on the Wednesday show when I said, should the Pelicans be better than this? In the moment, no, because the roster sucks. And the roster sucks because he's mismanaged this rebuild, I think, a good bit. This team could still be good, so it's like not all hope is lost. They're they're salvaging the situation, absolutely. And maybe we'll talk about that on Monday of how could the Pelicans salvage this situation. But things have not been as good as they should be. Again, he's on his third coach in three years. Stan Van Gundy was an abject disaster. That's the guy who chose him. Whether or not it was a mandate that he keep Alvin Gentry, that didn't work out either. And that's still on him. Willie Green finally looks like the right coach, but three coaches in three years for your young star in Zion Williamson isn't a good look. You know, you you traded a pick for Steven Adams. Then you had to move a pick to get off of Steven Adams. That's not good GMing. He's on his third center in three years, too. At least they're trying, I guess, to a degree, but Steven Adams wasn't the right choice. Valanciunas does look like the correct one. But you've got an unbelievable start on a rebuild, and I've been stressing this, right? Maybe the best ever. You got a haul for Anthony Davis. You got an all-star in Brandon Ingram. You got Lonzo Ball, who's an intriguing player, clearly had some value around the league if a team wanted to give him 20-plus million dollars per season over four years right? You got all of those picks in the Drew Holiday trade. He hasn't really turned them into things. And those picks are drying up a little bit because you're using them to get off of other moves. Did you need to use a first round pick in a signing trade for Devontae Graham? Maybe, maybe not though, right? You could have probably gotten a guy like Valanciunas anyway without, you know, having to dump Steven Adams and Eric Bledsoe, including picks in that sort of thing. It's an issue, right? Some of the draft picks haven't worked out, particularly now in hindsight when we're seeing these guys after who are taken after them really starting to impact the team. Again, in the moment, this team is a team that is 1-11. They're bad. But the roster shouldn't be this depleted. You shouldn't be relying at this point in this rebuild, after all of those picks, on Garrett Temple and Tomas Sadoransky to play significant minutes. And by the way, those are the two guys you got back for Lonzo Ball, along with a second-round pick. 
and you signed and traded for Garrett Temple to make this work. The Bulls did not have the space to sign Lonzo Ball outright. The only way they could have done this was through a sign and trade. Get a first round pick or something, and he didn't do that. And if you knew you weren't going to pay him the $20 million, right, then you needed to have traded him at the trade deadline when he would have had more value and when you could have gotten something for him. It was completely mismanaging a lot of these assets. So from that Anthony Davis trade, from that Drew Holiday trade, what do you have to show for it in terms of other players to put around Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson? Not, not a ton. And that's not good. You're sitting on these picks. You're sitting on cap space. For what? For what? Nothing. Kyle Lowry wasn't interested. Chris Paul wasn't interested. So clearing the deck to make a run at those guys wasn't the right move. So why are you sitting on a clean cap sheet next year instead of trying to improve this roster even more around these two guys right now? So when you look at it like that, it's not great. This is the worst team in the league right now. And everything that's going wrong is going wrong. And you you finally heard Willie Green be really, really frustrated um, with this team after uh, the game the other night. You know, so when you just look at all this stuff, man, the draft picks that haven't worked out, they're not using the the asset mismanagement uh, that's going on here, the head coaching stuff, right? Like, none of that's been good, and this team should be further along than they are. And it's really disappointing because the Pelicans should not actually be this bad at this moment in time, but they are. So, yeah, when you factor in, you know, that people don't really like David Griffin, both internally and externally, and relationships are a really important part of things, and the kind of moves not working out, and you're judged on results, right? Like, it's an unfortunate business, but we judge you in hindsight, when we can have a clear idea of what happened, and what was good, and what was bad. Whether that's fair or unfair, it's less about the process, and more of, did it work? And injuries can derail all of that. The Zion Williamson stuff is derailing all of that. But also be willing to bet part of the Zion stuff is because he doesn't trust David Griffin. Maybe he needs to grow up and just do be a professional even if you don't like your boss and all of that. But at the same point, one of these people is in his, what, 50s? And one of them is a 21-year-old. You know, what do you, what do you expect here, Right. So because of all that, yeah, he should be on the hot seat, hot seat just for the results. You're seeing people not really show up. You could get floor seats for $100. That's not good. You don't want him almost fighting a guy that he fired, regardless of what that person said to him. Be the bigger man and walk away. And he wasn't capable of doing that, I guess, in that situation. That's not who you want necessarily running the franchise. So would it be right to fire him? Like, Would it be right to fire him? in mid-season, say in a week, two, three, whatever it might be, would that be the right decision for the Pelicans to do? What are you accomplishing if you do that? So let's look at that because that's kind of the biggest question around this, right? Does firing even fix anything? Let's talk about that coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. I love Thanksgiving, all of the good food, all of the treats, and there's so many of them. And maybe you want a delicious dessert, but you want one that isn't so full of calories and sugar. So it's the perfect time for Built Bars. Built Bar is the new holiday dessert. So you can feast on something delicious and feel good about it. One slice of pie, upwards of 300 calories, and that's on the low end. Most Built Bars are only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and with plenty of protein, 
And I promise you, they taste just as good as pie. So replace that coconut cream pie with a coconut built bar or the coconut brownie chunk, which is out there right now. These are low calorie, low carb, low fat, high in protein and covered in 100% real chocolate. And they are absolutely delicious. So whenever you're hungry, built bar is a great option, whether it's Thanksgiving or not Thanksgiving. So family gatherings, bring these. They're going to look at you kind of weird, then they're going to take a bite of them all and realize you brought the best dessert to the feast. And there's going to be new surprises all month long with limited time flavors arriving at Built.com regularly, so check the site often. There's nothing like a Built Bar Black Friday sale. Mark your calendar. Black Friday will be a huge event with all sorts of surprises. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you're going to get 15% off your order. Again, that is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at Built.com. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every single day. We're free and available five days a week for you all. Breaking down everything you want to know about this team, like should David Griffin be fired as his reported seat is now getting a little bit hot. So we talked about why, look, regardless of the on-court results, this is not uh, the easiest guy to be around, I guess is maybe the way to put it. He grates on people, clearly a lot of the relationships that he's trying to build and that mantra and that culture like isn't isn't there you know whether it's he's just built it wrong maybe he doesn't truly believe in some of that himself and again if you preach family and then you throw someone right under the bus in the media I don't know if that really is a family thing right that doesn't feel like when Willie Green brought Trey Murphy over to the side and goes I'm not trying to like coach you out I'm trying to like coach you up or whatever it was that he'd said right he's not trying to shame him he's like I'm trying to help you be your best instead of just like calling you out right that's that's not the approach that it seems that David Griffin takes when he's happily talking to the media, and he does so much uh, to throw these people under the bus. And then the moves on the court haven't been good either. That's you know kind of the number one thing as well. So if they fire him, what are, what are they accomplishing? Does that does that fix things? And so that's where it's kind of the big probably what five million dollar question, something along those lines. In a sense, firing him right now isn't going to do a ton. It doesn't, you know, you can't unwind the past. It doesn't fix the moves that he's already made that they've already moved on from. And kind of, you can't go back in time and put that genie back in the bottle, right? And, and start this rebuild over. It does prevent him from making bad moves in the future, which is a risk. So if you were to fire him, if you were to promote Trajan Langdon, or just say bring someone else in, right? You know, they won't do necessarily the moves that David Griffin would have been making, but you don't know if their moves are going to be any better either, necessarily. And it on the surface of some, not not all, but some of Griff's moves, we've liked them. So you still kind of have that unknown, and it's something that may not work out if you do fire him. All of the scouting, and he was out in New York scouting, you know, Chet Holmgren and all of those guys, right, um, would still go on. You would have business continuity. You would just basically, it's like firing a head coach and promoting someone to be the interim. They're going to do things like largely the same. It's just kind of a different voice coming down from the top. That can be important though, right? It might mean that staffers on the team and the front officer in the building just don't need to worry about this dude that they don't like worrying. And instead of dreading coming into work, they go into work feeling a little bit better. It's kind of like when Dell Demps was fired. He was fired, what, day after, I think, um, Valentine's Day in February, it's like February 15th or something like that. Like I went to the game the next day and like everyone just felt in a better mood. Like people I talked to that worked for the team and didn't have much interaction with Del Demps and those, especially those who did, felt like a black cloud had been cleared from the organization and they just felt good being in the building. You could accomplish that potentially 
by firing David Griffin. And I think there's something to be said for that, that if David Griffin is a little bit toxic and I don't know if that's the right word to use about him, maybe you move on from him and you kind of clear some of that stuff up and just make people feel better. Right. But the number one reason and scouting will still go on. Trade prep and all the talks they're having, you know, when, when they talk trade ideas, it's like 10 people in a room and it's like everyone bring one trade idea that you think would make the team better and let's talk about it and see if any of those make sense and see if we can come to a consensus. Like that's how a lot of those trade talks start with the team and different staffers on the front office come in with ideas. All that's still going to happen. You still have someone to execute those trades and you have mounds of work already. They have binders of projected contracts for every single free agent coming up. So it's not like all of that work just completely undone by firing David Griffin. Things would be fine and be able to go forward totally fine. You also have the added benefit of if Zion really doesn't get along with Griffin, doesn't like Griffin, how he's approached things, getting rid of him might mend some of those fences. And I think there's a chance for that. And that might be the number one reason alone for you to move on from David Griffin if it makes Zion Williamson cooler and better with the organization. Does he have a better relationship with Trajan Langdon? If you promote Trajan Langdon to Griff's role and he can talk to Zion and kind of build that and be like, this dude's gone, you're not need to worry about it, blah, 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 blah. Maybe that makes things better, right? There's, that's good reason. Again, a lot of this is I don't know. And look, it, you know, he's also the one steering the ship, kind of point to his phrase, pointing the bus in the direction that he wants it to go. You know, sometimes it's not good to veer off from that in the middle of a year. You know, maybe there have been some talks about trades that, that get derailed a little bit because you let him go and now they're not sure what's going on and blah, 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 and all that stuff, right? So those are concerns with it. But would it accomplish things? Yeah, I largely do think it would accomplish things. So here's the question to you all as I end this Friday show. Would you fire David Griffin or do you think it's not the right move to do in the middle of the season? So that's going to do it for the Friday edition of Locked On Pelicans. <laughs> Big one right there, right? Um, we'll talk about more of this next week, how they can fix things. That's going to be an important thing too. So as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll be back with you all on Monday.